Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-64-84-LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. We begin today with what is an alarming story coming out of Cleveland, Ohio. This month, nearly 50 school children have disappeared. Just this month, 50 children have gone missing in Cleveland. Well, more than 1,000 children have gone missing just so far this year in the Cleveland area. Police say that number is unusually high this year, and they're concerned those kids are being trafficked or brought into gang activity. In 2022, Ohio had nearly double the number of missing children, as did the states of Georgia, North Carolina, and Illinois, all states with very similar levels of population. Law enforcement say they simply don't have the manpower to investigate and to go after gangs and traffickers. Meanwhile, more children go missing, it seems, every day in Ohio. Turning now to an alarming story in Washington, D.C., of a different sort. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has released new evidence against the Biden crime family ahead of his first impeachment inquiry hearing today. The House Oversight Committee reports that Hunter Biden received two bank wire transfers totaling $260,000 in 2019. That money wired from Hunter's Chinese business partners to President Joe Biden's home address which was listed as the beneficiary address for the funds. Chairman Comer says Hunter Biden wasn't living at his father's address at the time and that this is just a small piece of compelling evidence to come. On the wire that Hunter Biden received from the Chinese National, uh, the beneficiary address listed was Joe Biden's home address at a time where I'm pretty certain Hunter Biden was not living in the home of Joe Biden. But if you if you go back even further than that, 
This Jonathan Lee, who wired the $260,000 from China to Hunter Biden's personal account, uh, he is part of the, the Chinese Communist Party. He is, is a huge business person in China uh, with a Chinese-backed entity that funds investments in the United States. So what the, the one issue in Congress that Democrats and Republicans agree on is we don't want China taking over industries important to our national security. We won't want China buying farmland. This is the guy that does that. Jonathan Lee is the person who represents China. And if you research it, Joe Biden met with Jonathan Lee. He wrote a letter of recommendation for his child to get into college in the United States. There is a relationship that was developed between Joe Biden and Jonathan Lee when he was vice president. And now we have evidence that Jonathan Lee, who Joe Biden said his son never took any money from, said his son never took any money from China. Joe, uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer said that Hunter never received any money from this guy. We have evidence that he received over a quarter of a million dollars. And the address listed on the wire was Joe Biden's personal residence. The Biden crime family never ceases to surprise us. In 2020, Joe Biden was on a debate stage with President Donald Trump. And he was asked directly by the Marxist Dem moderator about Hunter's foreign business dealings. Joe said he knew nothing about that, even though a wire had been sent with his address on it just a year before. Instead, Biden tried to point the blame at President Trump. There have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. And Joe Biden maintains he's not a crook. Well, the House of Representatives, led by Rhino Speaker Kevin McCarthy, has broken something of a logjam. The House Tuesday voted to advance four conservative spending bills to the floor for a vote. Those four bills include a defense bill, a homeland security bill, an agriculture bill, as well as a state foreign operations bill. What most people don't realize is some of those bills were passed out of the Appropriations Committee more than three months ago. Take, for example, the border bill. It was voted out of appropriations in June. Congressman Matt Gates telling Fox News that Kevin McCarthy broke his word, and he isn't serious. Waiting this long to bring these bills to the floor means only one thing. He wanted to put the House Freedom Caucus members, he wanted to put their backs against the wall.
What is serious is the fact that we are spending more than $7 trillion a year, bringing in around $5 trillion a year. And uh, it, I want to fund the government. I'm not pro-shutdown, but the way to fund the government is not the same way we've been doing it since the mid-90s, where it's one up or down vote on the entire government all at once. We should have separate, single-subject spending bills. Kevin McCarthy promised that in January. He is in breach of that promise. So I'm not here to hold the government hostage. I'm here to hold Kevin McCarthy to his word. Take, for example, the border. This issue you think is has great primacy, and I would agree with you. The Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill was passed out of the Appropriations Committee in June. And yet Kevin McCarthy hasn't put it on the floor in more than 100 days. Th that is not serious. You know why Kevin McCarthy didn't move our border appropriations bill? Because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want to put us in this position where we're backed up against the wall, facing shutdown politics. And what that does is it centralizes power to the people that they buy off with PAC donations and lobbyist donations. And then the membership doesn't get to Can't make fit. real, real, real contributions to that process. I'm trying to democratize it. Gates also says the passage of these individual bills would fund just about 70% of the entire government. It's now up to McCarthy to unite his conference and not to cave to Biden and the Marxist Dems. Congressman Chip Roy of Texas has had enough of the Marxist Dems Senate and the Marxist Dems, and this puppet president as well. Roy says it's time to stop funding Biden's radical agenda. First of all, with all due respect to the gentleman from Massachusetts, the bill we put forward does not cut funding. It increases spending over last year. Now, we can debate the merits of that and debate how much we need to restrain spending, but it's simply not true. Let's at least speak about the facts before us in the legislation in front of us. I heard the colleague talk about getting our act together. I would say to my colleague from Massachusetts, how about the Senate and the President get their act together? How about they actually do their job to secure the border of the United States? The gentleman from Massachusetts just blithely swept aside. Oh, it's an important issue. Tell that to the people in Texas. In August, 304,000 encounters. It's the fifth month in FY23, over 200,000. 2.2 million in fiscal year 23 encounters. Since the president took office, there have been nearly 6 million illegal migrants encountered along the southwest border more than the populations of Houston and Dallas combined. We've had two million released in the United States, thousands of migrants traveling through the Darien Gap, trains chock full of people, children getting sold into the sex trafficking trade on a daily basis. We know it because it's in federal orders from judges. These are not made up facts. They're right before us. And my colleagues on the other side of the aisle don't care. And the Senate leadership the Democrats leading the Senate and the President don't care, and the Secretary of Homeland Security doesn't care. So my answer to the question about why we are saying that H.R. 2 must be signed into law before the funding bill gets passed is because the law must change and the Secretary must be forced to do his job because he's refusing to do it. Outrageously, the House is expected to vote on a continuing resolution tomorrow to keep the government open for another 30 to 45 days. Our guest today says he'll be a no vote on any continuing resolution because he's had it with the Marxist Dems out of control spending. Our guest is Congressman Eli Crane, representing the great state of Arizona, a former Navy SEAL. He sits on the House Small Business, Veterans Affairs, and Homeland Security Committees, 
He's also a member of the House Freedom Caucus, and importantly, one of those brave 20 who held the line against Kevin McCarthy in negotiations to restore power to individual congressmen and committees. Great to have you with us here, Congressman. How goes the battle? Well, uh, thank you for having me on, Lou. I really appreciate it. So right now, uh, we're working through some of the appropriations bills um, and some of the amendments on those bills. Uh, I I wish we would have done this months ago, um, but this is what happens, in my opinion, when you are in a system and you have leadership that really doesn't want to pass the appropriations bills, um, but, you know, is designed to govern by CR and omnibus. And so, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, many of us are fighting to try and make sure that there's no continuing resolution. Um, the reason that we're fighting for that is because, as most of your listeners know, I know they're well-educated if they're listening to your show. Um, we have about $33 trillion in national debt. We have a $2 trillion deficit every year, which means that we bring in about $5 trillion in taxes, and we spend about $7 trillion. And you could actually argue, Lou, that uh, we have about a $3 trillion deficit because one of the five trillion dollars we bring in in taxes actually goes to paying interest on our debt. And so um, obviously this country is in a financial, you know, disaster. We're going off the cliff. Everybody knows it. And um, if you were serious about wanting to actually, you know, cut spending the way any family would do it, the way any business would do it, the way that every state legislature does it is they set a top line budget and then they go line item through line item through, you know, the different um, portions of their budget and they start making cuts. In our case, we're trying to cut spending that doesn't need to be there or, you know, the woke and weaponized, as we call it, out of, um, you know, our budget. And unfortunately, Lou, uh, there's a lot of people up here. I would say the majority of people um, consider those of us that are really fighting for this process to be legislative terrorists because um, they promised so many. They've sold so many parts of themselves to special interest groups, lobbying groups, corporations that, you know, fund their campaigns, um, you know, that uh, many of them like to govern by continuing resolution and by omnibus. And so, you know, it's definitely a fight that we're in. Well, Congressman, I would say the terrorists, the real terrorists, are the Marxist Dems and the the rhinos in your conference who make the weaponization and the wokeness of the left uh, animated uh, and sustained. Uh, and if they would follow your lead and that of the the Freedom Caucus and other conservatives, uh, we could be on the way to rationalizing our our fiscal policy and doing the right thing for America and future generations. Uh, as you describe it, what we're really talking about here is the United States will become a debtor nation in perpetuity. This, this is sheer madness. And I can't understand why seemingly, seemingly rational and concerned patriots uh, uh, within your conference don't understand that. Yeah, well, Lou, I know you you have a lot more knowledge than me. You've been following this for a long time. I'm just a freshman here in Congress, but I'm fortunate to be surrounded by some pretty, pretty tough conservatives 
Um, you know, Andy Biggs is one, Matt Rosendale's another, you know, Matt Gates, even though he's not a part of the Freedom Caucus, he's always in this fight with us. Right. And there's 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 several others and uh I think one of the reasons they're able to get away with it unfortunately, Lou, because not enough Americans actually tune into shows like yours that actually you know, teach them what's really going on. And so, you know, there's, there's an ignorance about it. And I think that you even saw this with Maria Bartiromo this last week with Matt Gates, you know, when Matt Gates went on her show and made a pretty, you know, unassailable argument, even Maria changed, you know, changed her tune and I credit her for that. And I think most Americans, when they actually hear the two arguments up against each other, and they know that if you were, if you wanted to actually cut your budget and to get things financially back on the right track, that that's what any common sense individual or organization would do is they would go line item by line item through, you know, all their expenditures. But the way Washington has run for the last couple of decades by CR and omnibus, it's usually a couple times a year we get in a room, we act as if we can't possibly do the 12 appropriations bills. And so it's a vote up or a vote down for each member to fund the entire government. And that's just no way of doing it. I think it's done that way on design, Lou, so, so that a lot of Republicans can take crummy votes and then go back and tell their voters, well, I had to vote for it because you want the military funded, right? And it was all in the same thing. And so it's really diabolical, Lou. And I think that if enough people started paying attention to what their representatives were actually voting on and started blowing them up in their emails, on their phones, in social media, um, you know, they could use the fact that many up here are political wind socks and just do whatever the, the political winds go. They vote the way the political winds are blowing. Talking with your district, your constituents, what is their reaction to what you're saying, what you're doing, uh, as well as the as well as the uh, conference itself broadly? You know, I think that I, I, honestly, I think that um, my district, the folks in my district are pretty supportive. And I think that's because I didn't come up here. I didn't come up here to uh, represent or fall in line. And I don't see the Republican party as my chain of command. And I think a lot of Republicans do. I see my chain of command as Arizona's second congressional district. And so if, if what they what they want me to do up here is, um, is out of alignment with what a Republican leadership wants, then I, I do what, you know, I represent the people that I work for and represent. And that doesn't make me very popular up here in Washington, D.C., as you can imagine, Lou. But, you know, I, I, I know that the American people are actually a lot smarter than they're given credit for. And, uh, you, bet. you know, it's it's really sad. To me. It's really sad to me that, you know, up here in this town, they're not represent. Not only are they not represented well, but in many ways, this government um, that we're supposed to um, that we're, you know, really in charge of, you know, directing it is what has become weaponized against them and they know it. And so, you know, when I'm in my district and the number one call and email that, you know, that I get from people and this it's not exclusive across the board, but the number one um you know, communication that I'm getting from people in my district are, hey, do whatever it takes to change this thing. And if that means shutting the government down, we're okay with it. And it's not because, Lou, it's not because 
they don't they 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 know that they know that you know with shutting down the government comes some things that they don't like um they know that there's a little pain involved in it but what they they become fearful of this government and so they want it they want to see a reckoning and they think the only reckoning is if you know the money is taken away and there's a come to jesus moment and clearly clearly lou by what what i see up here on a daily basis there is no come to jesus moment the folks that run this town want to continue doing business at you know as they normally have and you know for for the american people i know that's not okay and for some of us up here in this town that represent the american people that's it's not okay well, we all appreciate you uh, trying to uh, lead them uh, to, if you would, uh, uh, religion. Uh, it, it's, uh, I think in time, uh, the odds are very difficult, but I do think in time, uh, persistent uh, and terrific uh, patriots like yourself will, will prevail. We're talking with Congressman Eli Crane. We'll be right back after these quick words. Please stay with us. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. back with Congressman Eli Crane. Congressman, we're talking about the odds, I, I guess it would be, uh, of getting the right thing done this time. And it sounds, as I listen to you, uh, like it's going to be a very difficult thing to get returned to regular order. Are you going to be able to, uh, are there going to be, uh, I'll ask it this way, how many appropriations bills will there be, and will there be uh, an opportunity to amend? Uh, how strong will be the reforms that the 118th Congress began with uh, as a result of the agreement with Speaker McCarthy? Well, that's tough to say at this point, Lou. A lot of it is up in the air. I can tell you that we've passed one appropriations bill out of the House. That's the Milcon VA uh, we passed that a while ago, and now we're working on four appropriations bills right now. But, um, you know, we, we, we're in full understanding that Speaker McCarthy will be bringing uh, a CR, a continuing resolution to the floor, we believe, on Friday. I personally don't think it has enough votes to pass, um, you know, from talking to my other colleagues. And so I, I really don't know uh, what's going to, you know, come out of that. I do expect the uniparty to do what the uniparty does, Lou, Republicans and Democrats working in lockstep to make sure that the uh, the money keeps, uh, you know, 
leaving this town and, you know, going out to all the special interests and, and, and everything else. And so I, I know that's probably sounds uh, a little bit skeptical. And, uh, but when, when you see the nonsense, you know, firsthand on a daily basis, it becomes really easy in this town to be, become skeptical. Uh, I'm, I'll make you a bet that your constituents wouldn't want you any other way than skeptical of these people, uh, because, frankly, your conference is made up of some people who are weak-kneed, uh, uh, lily-livered, and duplicitous. I, I mean, it, it, and I, and that that's a compliment compared to what I say about the Marxist Dems. Uh, but these rhinos are uh, destroying the, the Republican Party. And they keep talking about the conservatives and the national left-wing media for some reason. That that, that seems to be an alignment, doesn't it? Uh, the Marxist, Dem, uh, Democrat media, and the rhinos. Oh, my gosh. So are you, in your judgment, are you headed toward uh, a shutdown of the government? Do you believe that's where Congress is going to take this? You know, I would, if I had to put a percentage on it, and this is just me guessing, Lou, as a freshman up here, um, I would say 60% um, there will be a discharge petition. Um, Democrats and Republicans, the Uniparty, will work together um, for that continuing resolution, you know, to uh, go forward. And, and then, you know, 40% of me says, hey, there maybe there isn't, maybe there is a government shutdown. And maybe there's some people up here um, that are actually, you know, interested in working on the appropriations bills. I, I think that's an outside chance mm-hmm. um, just on on what I see up here. But, uh, you know, I think the Uniparty is going to do what the Uniparty does. That's my prediction. But- well, and I, my guess is that, that you're right. Uh, the reason I ask the question is there are a number of uh, number of veterans in the 118th Congress, and I'm a, I have been shocked, frankly, that so many of these veterans are not uh, more independent. Uh, minded uh, and not more concerned about just the rationality of the situation. Uh, we're talking, and you were, you said on the Homeland Security Committee, uh, I can't understand why yeah. anybody would fund Homeland Security because the Homeland Security Department run by Alejandro Mayorkas uh, is a department that we have a border patrol that doesn't patrol the borders. We have uh, Homeland Security uh, responsibilities, none of which are fulfilled by the Department of Homeland Security, and yet uh, they were going to blithely walk into uh, into formation and, uh, as one, vote to to support without protest the Department of Homeland Security. It's just mindless to me. We all we're impeaching the the President of the United States and giving him exactly what he's asking for, knowing he's a puppet impaired imposter uh, of a president uh, who is working more. I, I can't think of a single thing, Congressman, that this president and his administration has done that is in the national interest. Not a single initiative in their agenda. Can you? Uh, no, no, sir, I can't. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day, uh, Mr. Dobbs, uh, growing up in this in this great country, um, just being raised to be proud of my country, having parents that loved me, took care of me and my brothers, taught all of us um, that freedom isn't free and how grateful and, 
we should be to you know live here and how lucky we were to have the freedoms and opportunities that we did and you know if we ever got a chance to you know pay pay that back and show our gratitude we we should and you know that's what caused me to join the navy the week after 9/11 you know and so I spent 14 or excuse me 13 years in the navy um you know after that and you know, it just blows my mind the things that I see up here on a regular basis. I think everybody in this town knows how corrupt Joe Biden is. Um, and I mean, it just but it does still blow my mind that the president of the United States and not even talking about whether or not he can, you know, stand up straight, you know, not fall over walking, you know, downstairs or can put a sentence together. But when you look at the receipts um, of the corruption that he's been involved in, when you can look at, you know, the the fact that the media is not covering it, when you look at, you know, the border that you were just talking about, um, it, it just, I feel like we live in a clown world, Lou. And I feel like those of us up here that are, you know, actually fighting are just playing whack-a-mole. You know, we, we, we focus on, you know, three or four or five or six or seven or eight things. And by the time, you know, we've got done hitting those. There's 15 more that have popped up. And I know the American people feel the same way. I, I know many of them have tuned it out because it just depresses them so much, um, you know, but we're going to we're going to keep fighting. And, you know, one Lou, I'm a man of faith. Um, one thing, you know, I know that I believe, Lou, that one of the reasons we're here is because we've pushed God out of everything. And I think that when you do that, whether in your personal life, or as a country, um, it never leads to it never leads you down a, a good path. And I think that's one of the reasons that we're here. And so I just want to encourage those listening to this show to continue to pray for this country, continue to pray for our leaders, even even the ones that you don't like, um, because I know that I believe that God's still in charge. I, I don't believe any of this surprises him, but there's a verse and I think it's Second Chronicles, Lou, and it says, um, if my people who are called by my name will, you know, repent of their sins, um, then, then I, then I will hear, hear them and heal their land. Now I probably butchered that verse a little, but that's the, you know, that's the theme of it. And, and so I, I do want to remind people that, you know, government and, you know, the Republican party is not what I put my faith in, not even the freedom caucus. Um, I put my faith in, you know, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I do believe we should, I do believe we should continue to pray for him, especially at a time like this, where it just, sometimes it, sometimes it feels um, like, like overwhelming. Oh, I, first of all, amen. And God bless you. Uh, it's a, uh... It's a time I don't I don't know that people fully appreciate the, and I probably don't either, just how dire the circumstances and how uh, powerful the forces are that are arrayed against this country, uh, and there's no question whatsoever that much is going to be asked of us. We're talking with Congressman Eli Crane. We'll be right back with him. Right, uh, it's just a matter of moments. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Congressman Eli Crane. And Congressman, just before uh, we uh, pause there for just a moment, uh, we were talking about uh, the, the circumstances we find ourselves in. One of the circumstances is the Republican conference has uh, Kevin McCarthy as its speaker. He is aligned more with the Democrats than he is with the conservatives, more with the Marxists than he is with the uh, the, the conservatives, the Freedom Caucus. Uh, are, do you think that someone is going to bring a motion to vacate if he reaches across the aisle uh, with the Democrats to get the votes necessary uh, to move forward with the CR? You know, Lou, I think it's definitely possible. I know a lot of a lot of us are watching to see what he does, um, you know, and I, I will tell you at this point, I don't think there's enough votes in, in, in the Republican Party um, to get a new speaker. And I, I I hate to say that because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But then again, a lot of the things that we do don't make sense to me. Like the fact that we're once again, we're, we're right up against September 30th when we run out of money and uh, Republicans are pushing for a continuing resolution. Like that doesn't make any sense to me either. The fact that, you know, Kevin McCarthy and I think 149 Republicans voted this year to increase the debt ceiling by uh, at least four trillion dollars that doesn't make a lot of sense to me the fact that many republicans won't it, it aren't willing to impeach joe biden or secretary mayorkas since i've been here doesn't make a lot of sense to me and so lou i just try and take this you know one day at a time one fight at a time and uh you know i i, I and i also try and remember lou that even the people that i don't align with or, or even the ones that really you know i find very disappointing i i try and see the good in them i try and remember that they're human beings um and you know and then that can be really difficult to do but i i don't know what's going to happen with kevin mccarthy but i do know that if he if he does make a deal with democrats there is a very likely chance that a motion to vacate will be um dropped and uh, but even then, I'll be surprised if we have enough support um, to uh, put in a new speaker. Well, you're you're blessed with great strength uh, because to be able to deal with that, uh, that kind of I, to me, it is not just duplicity uh, and, and weakness. It's evil uh, what we're seeing expressed here by men and women who represent their constituents as citizens of the United States, taking the oaths that they have, they cannot understand 
the facts before us, which are straightforward. Uh, we have a corrupt president, a corrupt regime, and I think nearly everyone in that Congress, Democrat and Republican, has to understand that every agency, every department of the federal government right now is politically corrupt and targeting. They are weaponized and targeting the American people. And the American people are awakening to it. The polls show that, Congressman. And I, I know how difficult it must be for you to, uh, to have to contend with that, uh, if you will, uh, shoulder to face with them. Uh, but we appreciate you doing so. We always give our guests, nearly always, uh, unless I blab on too long, uh, the last word. And uh, we appreciate you being with us. I've enjoyed our conversation. I know the audience has, has uh, been delighted to, to hear your voice and uh, come back soon. If you will, your concluding thoughts today. Well, thanks again, Lou. Um, I, you know, I've watched, watched you for many years and I appreciate that you're still in the fight. Um, when, when I think a lot of people would fully understood, fully understand if you retired and just rode off into the sunset, but it does give guys like me who are 43 years old encouragement because there are times where, you know, I want to, you know, just ride off into the sunset as well. And I look at guys like Lou Dobbs and I think, oh man, if Lou's still going, maybe I, maybe I need to stay in this fight. So thank you, man, for what you do. Thank you to your audience for, you know, continuing to stay informed. I think so much of this fight is, you know, being informed, but then on top of that, we have to take action. We have to be activists and God gave each and every one of us different talents and skills and abilities. Yours might be, com are probably completely different than mine and vice versa. But I would just ask the Lord, you know, what can I, Lord, what have you given me that I can use for my country and for the future of my kids and, and, and remind yourself to keep praying for this country and for our leaders as well. And that, that, that's how I'd like to leave it. Lou. Well, that's a great admonition, uh, a great uh, statement, and we appreciate it, Congressman. And uh, I want to say thank you for your service uh, in the United States Navy uh, and in the United States Congress. We appreciate everything that you're doing for this country. Uh, we will uh, look forward to our next conversation. Until then, God bless you. Thanks for being with us here. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Tomorrow, we're joined by Just the News' John Solomon. We hope he'll be with us. Join us each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and our website is loudobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America. America.